It is what it is. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I don't care. My plan is to harness the energy of babies. So, it should be a lot of fun. That's what we call at home, all foam and no beer. That would be no problem. So then I was like, yay! Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Economists are really bad at predicting recessions. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! Thundering of the hoops. The pitter patter, pitter patter. You're dallying. What are doing talking to Hanson out there? What? Live from Studio C. Get a watch. Si, senor. A dimly <laughs> lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. <laughs> it pains me to say this. It's taken me quite a while to get to this point. Okay. Our general manager. Elizabeth Warren, fifteen grand allegedly in Seattle. Even if they uh, exaggerated that by fifty percent, she's still packing them in by the thousands. And I was just reading about what a really great and effective speaker she she is. Now, don't get me wrong; she's wrong about everything, but she's good at it. Well, that's what I was saying last week when I, yeah. I, for whatever reason, I watched one of her rallies. Part of it, she's freaking got her mojo thing happening. I mean, right. she is in the groove. She's fighting. Yeah, she's she's got the Bernie message, but uh, she's got the happy warrior thing. Good storyteller, good pace to her her stuff. We got some clips to play later, and man, she, the, the, the one one I really like, she's on stage, and she said, "You know, I'm gonna stay here and take selfies with anybody who wants a selfie all night long." And she stayed for four hours all after right. the event taking selfies. Yeah, and uh, and and she's just. She, she's not angry all the time like Bernie. Like, get off my lawn! What? Billionaires! <laughs> Billionaires! She's got that Obama or Trump crowd thing happening. People like Biden and Hillary and Mitt don't end up winning. People think, well, this is the person that probably should win. Mm. This is the best person for my party, maybe. You and think we'll learn that lesson? And by the now. crowds <laughs> clap like this because I think you can win. But then there's eight hundred people there, nobody, maybe, or even if there's a lot because they think you're the one who's going to win. They're just not excited, right? There's the, there's not that thunderous like, oh man, I really want you to win. I would f- actually get into a fight for you to win. Like George McGovern had. <laughs> yeah, doesn't always work. The most infamous of losers. And that's 50 years ago, so. Um, losers are losers. Why are we talking about this? There's a new poll out that uh, people are making a big deal out of and we'll get into. It's, it's an outlier. There's no doubt about that. So you need at least one more that shows you that it's possibly right. I've studied enough statistics. If you got a whole bunch of things, data saying one thing and one that says something drastically different, you you got to wait. Is the reputation of this poll typically a... No, its reputation is great. It's got a great reputation, but it's just not the way data generally works. Is it ahead or is it sideways? That's what we're waiting to find out. And it'll take a while to figure that out. But yeah, there is a new poll out and you got a three-way tie at the top. And man, that could change everything. Everything. Uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, <laughs> pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. My money's still on Andrew Yang. I think there he's going to come all the way back. <sighs> wow. I'll that- tell you what, if, if Biden if, if Biden starts to slide and people start to think, oh, okay, he's not even inevitable for the nomination, let alone beating Trump, I think it's wide open at that point. I mean, just 
Everybody's going to rethink everything. Oh, yes. okay, well, let's start over again. Who, who am I into? And the terror uh, in the uh, Democratic quarters, much like the quarter, uh, the uh, terror in Republican quarters when it looked like Trump was going to get the nomination, but they will desperately, desperately pick and promote a centrist and try to get them past Elizabeth, uh, in my opinion, and that will be frantic. But yeah, Joe's disappearance will be nearly immediate. Everybody would get a new haircut, a new wardrobe, <laughs> this new con- personality. Yeah. yeah, and all this conversation could just be nothing. The next poll comes out and says, no, it's the way all the other polls say. Uh, Biden's up by double digits, and uh, that's the way it is. And then, then we're back to that overcoming. Yeah, it changes it, although uh, Liz Warren's uh, excitement, crowds, momentum, etc., are unmistakable. She has zero chance of being president of the United States. There's I would agree. no way the country goes for those policies when you have months to really lay out what she's talking about. Not a months, flip. Months, aren't we? The election's, what, like a, <laughs> three weeks, right? <laughs> so there's that. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Happy to share that Dave Chappelle has dropped another stand-up comedy special. This on Netflix. This one titled Sticks and Stones. Uh, Chappelle, I don't know if I'm quite ready to place him as my all-time favorite slash best comedian, stand-up comedian of all time. Uh, but he's second right behind uh, George Carlin as my current ranking, ranking. Stay tuned for the remainder of the show. That may change. <laughs> I, I hadn't realized uh, what a hater you are and how filled with uh, misogyny, sexism, and, uh, oh, those are the same thing, and uh, transphobia you are, because Vice News reviewed the Dave Chappelle special and said it's just completely horrible, was, not nearly woke enough. Was Chappelle doing a dissertation on his life? That, no, it was no, a stand-up special. It about, was objection. There were jokes. jokes. That, there were jokes you're not supposed to make. That's, I don't believe Boo. that's a thing. You're mean. <laughs> Boo. Really, I'll have to check that out. That's oh, interesting. Yes, very, very unwoke. Boy, that's going to be tough on comedy if you now can't make fun of anything. In the first, that really hurts the whole comedy thing. In the first six <laughs> minutes of his special, he talks about cancel culture and kind of calls it out. And, uh-huh. and like, it's, oh, so, yeah, well. it, it's funny that that is it, it's it's funny. And also, of course, it happened that cancel culture would then come after him because you're canceling our cancel culture. How dare you, sir? Well, <laughs> the old double reverse. I'm something. glad he's big enough and rich enough that he can say that and not have to worry about it. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, feeling very, very responsible, very manly this morning because I have paid off all my credit card debts. Fantastic. My car is paid for. I have money in the bank. Looking better and better, hey, wow. ladies? Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa, just, wait a just minute. Just putting that out whoa. there. Yeah, that's a good point. What the hell? <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Just throwing that out, ladies. <laughs> just mentioning in passing. Yes. Uh, we're doing personal ads on the show now. Well, I'll tell you, I'll I'm going to go back to trying to sell my pickup. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When, yeah. you're, when you're dating and when you're, when you're grown-ups dating, the... Are you somebody I'm going to date and get to know and like and find out you're, you know... Upside down $200,000? Yo, yo, the IRS, 110 GER. Yeah, Yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge thing. So, yeah, I wrote the uh, last check for the uh, credit card yesterday, sent it off, boom. Wow, so you're debt free at this point? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I got a mortgage. Boom. Attached the check to a raven, send it off to the credit card company. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some of you believe love transcends all and everything like that, but I remember a dating situation where it became clear that the the person involved had was upside down like seventy grand in credit card debt. Okay. Well, you know, love conquers all 
And that's got to get taken care of somehow. Yeah. If you're going to move forward and you got to make a decision on that. Yeah, it's a factor. Well, yeah. This love conquers all. This love doesn't have to conquer all because they're not up to their neck in debt. <laughs> right. So right. you got don't a little radic- more time for fun. Don't have to <laughs> radically change your life to get into this re- relationship. Right. right. Um, yeah, good one. Good for, good for you, Marshall. Thank you. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Is How did it already get to be Tuesday? August 27th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations at, wait for it, Mark. I screwed up. I did. The comment I made about dance was insensitive, it was stupid, and I am deeply sorry. I've spoken with several members of the dance community over the past few days. (laughs) I have listened. I have learned about the bravery it takes for a young boy to pursue a career in dance. Yes. Yes. Okay, who's... Yes. Who's the deeply, dance community was up in arms, apparently. <laughs> who's deeply saddened about what? Uh, it was up in jazz hands. Um, <laughs> uh, that was uh, Laura Spencer of, uh, I believe, Good Morning America, one of those morning talk shows, uh, who made this joke uh, a couple days ago about... Uh, well, it's self-explained. GMA's Lara Spencer is... Oh, wait, cr- no, that's wrong. Uh, absolutely loves ballet. Okay, here it is. Prince William says George absolutely loves ballet. I have news for you, Prince William. We'll see how long that lasts. (laughs) I mean, he might might end up, but between the religious studies and the computer programming, I just want to go back to the (laughs) Play-Doh. That's what was offensive. Uh, That's the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It it was bad as humor, and it was bad as offensive. I didn't even get it. It was very weak as being offensive. And yet she had to, again, gush her heartfelt... Very sad, very disappointed in myself. Apology. Is she because really of the outrage in the dance community? Is she really upset and saddened by what she said? No. Are there people out there deeply hurt? No. no. Yet the dance goes. Speaking of yes. dance, yet the yes. dance goes yes. on. Yes. Maybe we are the dance community because <laughs> we all do that stupid, stupid dance. The dance of I offended somebody and now I'm so hurt and you're so hurt and we're all hurt together. Speaking of Dave Chappelle, he doesn't care. That's kind of his thing. Wow. I don't care. Uh, what are uh, I love that. He's my hero. I don't either, by the way. Perhaps you've noticed that listening. What are the other headlines you got there, Marshall? Well, new poll is showing the Democratic presidential nomination process is entering a volatile stage. Or it's not. Johnson & Johnson hit with a half-billion-dollar fine, and the feds are actually loosening up on some pot restrictions. We'll get into those and more coming up. Half-billion-dollar jury fine. Boy, we got to get this figured out. Don't uh, we? Bench trial. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was ad judge, and actually it's being misreported as usual, um, what actually happened and what it means. I swear I saw a headline that said yesterday a jury decided, of course, could the headline. Could you know, wrong. I could have seen the wrong one, too, but I thought it was a bench trial. Well, I'm, I'm not claiming I'm wrong. I'm just claiming that I saw the headline, and it yeah. was apparently wrong. Yeah. Which, uh, that's just the way the news is now. So what are you going to do? Bench trial means there were no jury right. just right. to judge her. I know you know. But how do you, come, how know. do you come up with these numbers? Uh, calculator. <laughs> you Actually, that? that's exactly what Oklahoma asked for. A half a billion? We'll yeah. explain it to you. Okay. That's a lot of money, man. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very nice. Some real wisdom there. Wisdom? You're going to tune out and miss wisdom? Go through the day like a mouth-breathing dummy? That's up to you. <laughs> Go to your ballet class? <laughs> Some sort of weirdo like that kid there? Oh, jeez. Who would dance? All Waste of the, time. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Israel and Iran and Syria are all going at it. That could uh, turn into something you want to pay attention to. Bombing each Unrest other. in the Middle East, you say. Bombing each other and whatnot. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. Yes, unrest in the Middle East. Will the brush fire uh, burst into something more serious, or is it just the usual brush fires? That's the question. That is the question. Here's the answer. Mailbag. <laughs> Freedom-loving quote of the day from Andrew Napolitano, syndicated columnist, uh, Fox News personality, libertarian. About the, half the time I think he's full of crap, about half the time I think he's right, but his ideas all, always intrigue me. And you have uh, commented on his hairline through the years. It's that of a chimpanzee. His hair starts roughly three-quarters of an inch above his eyebrows. And it's not clear to me whether he combs it forward and then clips it very carefully, or if it's combed back from his simian hairline. I, uh, My opinion is it's the latter. Okay. Here's the quote. Whenever we are attacked, people are willing to give up someone else's liberties for their own security. Mm. Kind of a variation on the old uh, Ben Franklin saw. Here's your federal law of the day. There's so many federal laws and regulations that if you violate, you go to jail. Nobody even knows how to begin counting them, much less how many there are. Uh, 21 U.S. Code, paragraph 333, 340, 343I, and 21 CFR 102.57 make it a federal crime to label right eye flounders of the species Reinhardtius. Hippoglossidoids is anything other than Greenland turbot. They may not be called Greenland halibut. Okay. That's a federal law. There you go. Interesting. So don't go doing it. There's a nice note from uh, Dave, uh, who has uh, a number of compliments for you, producer positive Sean. What? He says um, he's almost completely transformed from what he once was. Uh, blah, 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 too wordy now, briefly interjects, compliments the dialogue with real funny on-topic wit. Um, and, and Joe, since you, you have harassed him on the air, you should compliment him on the air. Dave, just let me know when it would be convenient for me to stop by your place of work and tell you how to do your job. <laughs> All right. Again, he says, your whole team makes my life better every day. Thank you. You're welcome, Dave. I'll thank you to stay out of our business. It would be funny if all jobs were opened up to that sort of criticism. Thank you, Dave. Then shut up. Then there's this. John with no H says, Dear Jack Joe Positive Sean, he wrote this yesterday, obviously. Please be sure to watch the MTV Music Video Awards tonight. I'm a loyal listener. Looking forward to your commentary. Uh, John, without an H, please let me know when it would be convenient for me to stop by your place of work (laughs) and tell you how to do your job. I'm just watching some highlights from the Video Music Award uh, on the TV. That's just a... hmm. It's like a trip to the zoo. I mean, it really is. Well, That's I'm, just a, I'm a, little, a world I'm not part of. Yeah, I'm a little out of the demo for watching music videos. A trip to the zoo where every animal is in maximum preening mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah well said. I was just watching. There you go. That's that sort of contribution from Sean. A decent human would, would you know, recognize. And give him a little love, but no, won't happen here. I was just watching Taylor Swift hug somebody. So she gets called up for some big award. She goes up and she hugs the presenter. And she puts her arms around her, hugs her, and like closes her eyes and makes that face like you'd make if your grandma was dying or something. Right. That level of phoniness just oh. drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> One pop super star. polished pop fame thing is just so awful. But does the celebrity hugging another celebrity, the, the, whatever. This is more down to earth. Uh, French Mark writes, and I don't think he's actually French, but uh, his name spelled with a C, so I declared that he must be French years ago. Frequent correspondent. 
Jack, he happens, well, he explains that he happens to live out uh, kind of in, in your neck of the woods, but he says, I cure and smoke my own bacon from pork belly. Ooh, that oh, that sounds fantastic. As it happens, I just pulled some out of the smoker tonight. We'll listen to you guys talk about Jack's Ziploc bag of bacon. I'm a big fan myself. There Tell him go. he's welcome to homemade bacon if he wants it. Oh, man. And he explains he, uh, he well, again, the two of you could connect with the great ease. There's a picture of his recently smoked bacon. That homemade. Looks, that looks awesome. Oh, please, it's killing me. I would like to stick my face in that. That is killing me. Uh, thank you for that offer, Mark. I'll put Jack in touch with you. Uh, we don't have much time, do we? None uh, of us. None of us do, Joe. Le- <laughs> Leanne weighs in with a beach thought, as differentiated from a shower thought. Hey, when did two-piece bathing suits become a piece and a half suits? I thought I kept up with fashion, but suddenly the preponderance of thongs surprised me. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for girls and women who ought to be themselves and appalled at the position it puts boys and men in. I was surprised. No, I'm not appalled. At the public... Don't be appalled on my behalf. I was I'm a... fine. I was surprised at the public pool. Like, I can't tell high school girls from college girls at this point in my life, but lots of thongs around. Err, at the it's, municipal yeah, pool? Yeah, yeah. Oh, harlots! We got a government that's working great for the bazillionaires, but just not working for them. And they know that to change that, it's going to take all of us. Nobody gets to stay on the sidelines. And that's what I'm seeing in these crowds, people who are all in. Many of the ideas I talked about four years ago that everybody said were crazy are now being talked about by every other Democratic candidate. Well, that might lead us into our first story today, and maybe the story of the election. Yep. Is this change? News now with Marsha Phillips. We have got a new poll showing a virtual three-way tie between Senator Bernie Sanders, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and former Vice President Joe Biden in the race for the Democratic nomination for the White House. Three-way tie at the top. Yep. With the headline being that, and this is by definition an outlier, as there are no other polls showing these numbers. But... In this poll, Biden is down 13, yep. while Elizabeth is up a bunch. And, and the two, two uh, socialists are tied with double what Biden has total. Which would suggest, since, and again, I have a feeling none of this is going to matter when other polls come out and show this one to be an outlier, but that would seem to suggest that since uh, the only moderates left are one and two percenters, there's way bigger appetite for the socialists than the moderates. Which is a bit of a surprise, too. There so is we'll a the the yeah. margin of error on this poll is almost six points, which is uh, quite high. Yes, um, <clears throat> but if it turns out to be true, that's man, this that throws the whole thing up in the air. I I still think there are some people out there on the sidelines. If Biden if Biden just d- d- fails to be the obvious choice, and I've heard some pundits suggest, and I think they're right. Once he goes from obvious choice to not obvious choice, he just disappears. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his whole thing, right? Um, so then it's wide open. Are there people out there that are then going to jump in? This is a wide open race. Yep, we're a long way away. We're we're a hundred and sixty days from Iowa, let alone the general election. Um, the the Gavin Newsom's, the Oprah's, the Michelle Obamas, whoever. I don't oh, know. I don't boy. know. Who, I don't know who might be out there because there aren't enough in the race. Well, it's just wide open. I mean, you could jump in as a big name and and take the reins. Right. And leap right past Amy Klobuchar? Really? (laughs) Now, two of those names I I don't think have any interest whatsoever in running. Oprah? Oprah and Michelle Obama. Right. No interest whatsoever. Gavin might. 
Yeah, Gavin is uh, waiting on the sidelines. The Monmouth University poll, as you mentioned, put Sanders and Warren at 20% in the poll, 20% each. Biden at 19%, as you mentioned. Biden has plunged 13 points from the 32% he had in Monmouth's last national poll in June. In this one poll, every other poll, and we've been looking at them all, he's been tending to go up or stay steady. So, yeah, like Joe said, we'll have to see. Biden's waiting for the next national poll. I need a real national poll to come out showing that things are as steady as she goes. And I need that like today. One other footnote. News not so good for California Senator Kamala Harris. She's a distant fourth at 8%. Her level of support was unchanged from June. I thought she would do way better than that, but I'm happy to see that transparent phoniness sometimes... The public will say, all right, you just can't be everything every time to everybody. Right, you right, you got to yeah. have something. Yeah, she was particularly egregious. God, I'd say. Johnson & Johnson's going to have to pay out over half a billion dollars to the state of Oklahoma for misleading opioid marketing. In his decision, Judge Thad Balkman ruling the drug maker and its subsidiaries helped fuel the opioid crisis in that state. The opioid crisis is an imminent danger and menace to Oklahomans. My judgment includes findings of fact and conclusions of law that the state met its burden. It is the first opioid case to go to trial out of roughly 1,500 lawsuits filed by state and local governments against the opioid manufacturers and distributors. To the size of the fine, the state of Oklahoma had asked for... Was it $20 billion or something like huge, that? Yeah, or, or, humongous. Uh, yeah, it was humongous. Um, but it was that amount, the amount that the judge awarded, mm-hmm. times 20 per year. So they were looking for all 20 years worth right. of the after effects uh, all at once. And the judge said, you really only proved my satisfaction one of the year's costs in dealing with this epidemic. So here's those years' costs. You asked for, uh, feel free to come back and reprove the subsequent years. Correct. So it's it's kind of a mixed. The stock went up because the judge should, didn't say whatever the, the amount was going to be, $10 billion. Um, he said $527 million. Um, but it was more or less what Oklahoma was asking for. I have, on, on one hand, uh, you know, evil companies should be punished and pay a high price right. to deter other companies from doing evil things. But then there's the, the, the other hand. I think I'm on my third hand now. Yes, you uh, are. Mm, see you at the circus. On the, <laughs> you should see me juggle. <laughs> I bet. On the third hand, anytime there's these big judgments of any kind, I think there's another step down the, the, the road of, of, of something bad. People are going to be scared to do something. We're either not going to have this product or we're not going to be able to have kids, you know, whether it's kids running on the grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another we're too scared of a judgment coming down to do this. It's not always that. I think I this know one it's might not be always that. I just worried that it will leak out somehow. Sure. Yeah, I hear you. Um, on the other hand, this guy was a county judge. I mean, he usually does like marriage and elements and traffic tickets probably and, you know, the occasional murder. So this one will be appealed hmm. immediately. Oop, already has been. Brazil is giving the back of its hand to the $22 million pledged worldwide at the G7 summit to help fight the raging wildfires in their Amazon rainforest. Brazil's uh, president, Bolsonaro, has accused the countries of treating his region like a colony and suggested the West is angling to exploit Brazil's natural resources. Okay. All right. Fine. Fight the fire yourself, then. So the chief of staff... To the Brazilian president said of Macron, 
the French president. Yes. Macron can't even avoid a predictable fire in a church. It's part of the world's heritage, and he wants to give us lessons for our country. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> online trolling is international <laughs> diplomacy? Lighting the fire. Wow. It's the times we live in. Uh, no, apparently kidding. Wow. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is going to be returning to the set of Saturday Night Live to host the show for the first time in more than three decades. Kill my landlord. Is it's- he still funny? I'll, I'll certainly not. So. I hope so too. Yeah. Unless he's so full of himself and bitter or something, but I, I don't know why. He'd why do is that. he working? Because he had his seventeenth child and he's got <laughs> mouths to mouth. <laughs> Murphy's going to be the host on December the twenty-first. The former cast member has uh, distanced himself from the series. He was on the fortieth anniversary special, but he and did didn't not, do anything. Yeah, didn't participate in any of the. He sketches. walked out and introduced the next guest. No joke, no nothing. That's why I'm wondering: can he still do this? Does there was a dispute think? of some sort yeah. with Lauren Michaels. I can't remember the particulars because it doesn't matter. But from the wishes becoming the father of my thoughts department, uh, Eddie Murphy was on comedians and cars getting coffee, to, uh, flirting with the idea of yep. making a return to stand up. Yep. It's my hope that this is somehow tied to that. Uh, and get, I, I'm also a firm believer that Saturday Night Live would not exist today had Eddie Murphy not come in in the early 80s and kept it on the air. Does he have a movie coming out? Let me see. And the question I continue to ask. Yes, I'm told yes. Is he still funny? Nobody right. knows. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you got to tune in to find out. Yes. Plus musical guests, Sia, or whatever her name is. I don't know. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Musical guest, Cardi B. Trump! Cardi B might be Bernie's most important supporter. I saw that headline in Politico. Oh, yeah. I didn't read the article because it seemed dumb. <laughs> yes. So he's got a movie coming out uh, where the the movie is called Dolomite is My Name. He plays the part of the actor who made the Dolomite movies. Um, I don't know that, what that is. Uh, Dolomite, the black exploitation. Oh, okay. sort of. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Is um, he like a kung fu guy? Kind or? of. Yeah, he, he, yeah. It looks like a comedy. I'm um, kind of a kung fu guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, well, I hit people with my hand. <laughs> yeah. Plays real life. Sometimes legend. my feet <laughs> slaps them. Rudy Ray Moore, who kind of just hustled his way into a movie career. Um, it's, it, it looks really good, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense than my, my wishing that he is doing stand-up thing. This is slated for release in 2019. But he's had Great a cast. But yeah. he's put out a lot of movies yeah. since 1984 and never gone on Saturday Night Live. This doesn't look like Pluto Nash. This looks like something he <laughs> right. might actually be proud of and want to promote. Okay. Is it better than Pootie Tang? Which I saw a bit of the other what? day on, on cable. <laughs> what now? I'm just, uh, <laughs> I don't think you can say Talking that. Talking about Saturday Night Live movies. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, it's hard that's... to imagine that movie got made. We're many months away from that, so I guess we'll revisit that then. By then, yes. by then, Joe Biden may have gotten out of the race. Yes. So, um, uh, a little more on Elizabeth Warren's rise in the polls and Biden's fall in the polls. It may or may not be true, but um, and what it means for America. What does it mean for America? I don't know if it means anything. <laughs> I'm not sure how much energy I'm willing to put into analyzing it. Mm. Um. I have very little energy. I can't be wasting it on an outlier <laughs> right. poll. Yeah. Please. I hear that. But, I mean, those giant... Keeping my head up is just well, all how, I got. How about her giant crowds? She and Bernie together. There's no doubt about that. Whether Biden has come down, that's the outlier. Bernie and her having those numbers, that's pretty steady. And the crowds they're getting, there is such a hunger, it would seem, for positions that 20 years ago, non-starter. Not even, no way. I mean... 
McGovern would be a moderate by these people's standards. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. Obama would absolutely be a moderate right. in this crowd. Meanwhile, over at the Biden rally, they got all the enthusiasm of a grocery store opening. So probably, <laughs> probably less. So. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, I don't know. And this is our third Ralph's we've opened up in this uh, neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, pretty similar enthusiasm. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My son keeps asking me, Dad, when's Disney going to release their channel? A seven-year-old is asking me, when's Disney going to have their streaming service? Wow. Because Netflix is so unfulfilling at this point for children. Um, uh, that's, that's still, the, 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 it's launching November 12th, but they got the prices out now. $7 per month. Or seventy per year, which is pretty doable, especially if I dump Netflixes. You can register up to ten devices. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that's all plenty. over that. Man, that's gonna be big. Practically every parent in America will sign up for that. I read an article too that they, I believe specifically on the Disney Plus app, it's all gonna be PG thirteen and lower uh, in terms of the 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 rating and the content well, that's yeah, gonna we, be on there. Yeah. yeah. All right then, super something to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> You're anesthetizing your children by sitting them in front of the boob tube. Now the minor grown, I'm going to judge. That's a good one. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you. Well crafted. We yes. did. Ba- we had uh, our. Back- we generally would put Shakespeare in front of our children when right. they were bored. That's, That's a good one. In the original Old English. That's fantastic. With uh, lots of L L E words. <laughs> Color was spelled O U R. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, uh, was di- not back to school night last night, but th- something they call the paper parade at my school, where you show up and you figure out who your teacher is. And I'm not exactly sure why we have to be there for it. The paper parade. Yeah, I'm, is that because you got to fill out a lot of paperwork? There's or? nothing to fill out. You stand in a very long line. You walk up and they hand you a slip of paper that has your teacher's name on it, and that's it. I'm not exactly sure why we have to be. But anyway, you can't do uh, that by email. I'm <laughs> sorry, I can't get past this. <laughs> Anyway, uh, for the first time, my son and his best friend, who are always together, I appreciate the school keeping them together, recognizing that they are a stabilizing influence in keeping those two friends together. But um, they have a guy teacher for the first time ever, a man teacher. Oh, boy. Really shaking things up. Did they hear he's really rough, too? I I hear he's mean. I don't know what they've heard about the dude, but... I remember my my first guy teacher was in fourth grade, and he was legendarily mean, and and ended up being one of my favorite teachers because he didn't put up with crap from the from the disruptive people, and I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. My first guy teacher was a dope. He just was. <laughs> he was a dope, and I recognize that as a. How old are you in fourth grade? Uh, Sam is going to be. He's, he's like nine. He'll turn ten. Or something. Yeah. yeah. I recognize as a ten-year-old, this guy is a dope. And in what way? What 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 dopiness leached into a nine-year-old? There were a couple of lessons that he's <laughs> this guy he, is a dope. There were a couple of lessons he did <laughs> uh, where he would like lead a discussion, and I would think, no, that's wrong. And uh, and he just he he just he was a dope. I could give you the example, but it's long and it doesn't illustrate the point terribly well. But he was a dope. 
Subsequent guy teachers, like in high school, terrific, the best. Demanding, you know, uh, would take no crap. They're legendarily strict, and you learned a lot more. Not better than all the women, for instance, but they both happen to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. You think there are any traits that tend to go with men or female teachers that are uh, constant? Testicles. I don't. <laughs> That's not. I don't. Great. <laughs> it's a body part. I don't really feel like there is, as I think about it, because I was thinking about that when uh, when I when he was talking about having a guy teacher. No, I've never had a guy teacher, and I, but I couldn't come up with anything that's. Pretty full variety. Yeah. I've had everything from hard asses to pushovers yeah, uh, of both sexes. Exactly. So I, there's no, there's no, uh, now that you've got a guy teacher, blank will happen. Uh, there's nothing like that. Was it's he just, the one who brought it up? Was like, hey, Dad, this is my first guy teacher? Yeah, they just kind of wonder what that's going to be like. And I was going to fill in the blank, but I had, there's no blank to fill in. It's just. I think pretty my much first you, guy teacher was fourth grade, too. I think your answer is uh, correct. The only difference is the testicles. Yeah. Other than that, it's just a teacher. In general, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, now, my fifth grade teacher, who is a dude, I will always remember him, though I don't remember his name, because his he was legendary for this. And I just realized the other day, I think I know why. So he would come in after uh, after recess. We'd all be in our desks. And then he would walk in the room, and we'd watch him, and he'd go over, and he had this standing locker like a closet. That yeah. He, so he'd open up his locker. He would get out. I think he got out a hairbrush and brushed his hair. And then he'd get out a big bottle of scope. And he would take a big swig of scope, and he'd go, standing in front of all of us, being perfectly quiet. Yes. You know, waiting for class to start. Right. Good attentive kids. And then he'd look at us, and then he'd go, and smile. He'd swallow it. And it just occurred example. It just occurred to me the other day, and we'd all go, ew, every day. Yeah. <laughs> the whole year. It just occurred to me the other day. He was probably an alcoholic. It's 40% alcohol. Yes. And he was just having a shot of yes. bracer yes. after lunch. He was a little mint julep there. That's what he was doing. Yeah. It's funny. It never occurred to me that that's what he was doing. Well, he didn't hate the idea. <laughs> he might not have been an alcoholic, but he thought, you know, I'll take the edge off. I'm dealing with these little kids. The They're only, very annoying. The only way I can face you fourth graders, fifth graders. And tell you about the stamp act again is I got to have a little something here. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get through this. Um, we just got this text on the text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. Uh, just discovered you guys on evening radio in Kansas City. Yes. If you're listening to us in Kansas City, we, uh, we're in different times around the country, but uh, we are on Kansas friends. City. Fantastic station. One of the best talk stations in America. Indeed. Uh, wow, you guys seriously suck A. Mm. Um, Thank you for the constructive criticism. Old and tired ideas, glib and smug. I hope you're gone soon. Mm. So, thank you for tuning in. You may well get your wish. And again, thank you so much for the feedback. So, here's a story that the um, the media um, trumped up, if you'll pardon the expression, just a one of eight million examples I could give you over the last several years. Heard for several days about how the French president had sort of pantsed our president by inviting the guy from Iran to show up to the G8. And then yesterday, while we were on the air, there was a press conference going on between Trump and Macron in which the press asked that because they were really looking for the gotcha moment with Macron standing there and Trump standing there because what they want is a fight between those two and an opportunity to embarrass Trump in front of the national press and everything like that. And Macron said, no, no, no. He was aware that was going to happen. We've been talking about it all along. He was updated every step of the way. There was no surprise here whatsoever. The entire story for the whole weekend that you were heard over and over and over again was wrong. Just not true. Well, Trump pointed out also that there was a story that he was feuding with one of the leaders at the meeting, 
while he was still in the air going to the meeting. That story broke. And he said, that's how ridiculous it is. And it is ridiculous. You know, and he brings some of it on himself, but, uh, well, you know, well, not that. But no doubt. But how many stories have there been? Because this was one of the, if you follow cable news, and God help you if you do. Stop But it. if you follow cable news, this was one of those stories that they talked endlessly about over the weekend. And what it shows about the divisions in the world and unsteady world and never been more because everybody hates Trump and blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't true. Right. It was just a load of crap. Right. And they went with it for like 48 hours. Or Macron and Trump were both lying like rugs up there at the uh, the uh, speech machine, the, the microphone, as some of you call it. Um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just I have I could not have more contempt right now for uh, the news media. I was watching ABC this week with George Stephanopoulos, and he, he introduced the story, and he said, now this was on conservative Washington Examiner, conservative news outlet. They never refer to the New York Times as a liberal outlet, even though the editor just last week, the transcript came out of his secret meeting, where their whole, their whole reason for being now is to get Trump booted out of office. Right. But they refer to some outlets as conservative. The New York Times, of course, is just journalism. It's ridiculous.